0: Breaking news, uh, Bob Iger is taking over Disney. We're not going to beat that dead horse anymore. We're going to talk about the pops and drops and earnings and dig Sporting Goods, also uh, Dollar Tree. We're going to talk about some analyst ratings, some downgrades that are coming to some weak stocks. Holy moly, what a time to be doing that. Zoom, one of them getting killed again, but the S&Ps are up, the market is up. Can we have a Turkey Day rally? Mitch, let's get the show started.
1: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. i am betting a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny with everything you need to start your trading day
0: all right folks uh we are trading at the highs of the pre-market session up 14 and 15 handles at 39.73 we got some bumps in the road here at uh, 39.94 Friday's high and then how long have I been talking about 4K can we finally clear 4K and hold it with the bid? Uh we got the dollar down 38 cents at 107.35 uh TLT back over 100 in the green by 30 cents uh crude rebounds uh despite the China lockdowns that's up a buck 26 at 81.29 gold gold up 8.90 1748.50 silver up 40.8 cents at 21.28 uh bitcoin futures under 16k but up 65 dollars 15 fifteen thousand seven hundred and fifty five. and ethereum not cooperating going the other way this down three dollars at one thousand nine hundred and ninety one thousand and ninety four let's bring in uh triple d uh triple d we talk about this being perhaps the quietest week of the year and uh Things are still kind of looking that way. What are you seeing from your perspective from the after hours and pre market trading? And that always, uh, good morning, Money Mitch, to you. I hope you're a little warmer than we are up here in the north.
1: I definitely uh, am.
2: <laughs> it's quiet. Uh, it was quiet last night, very quiet last night. A little more fireworks here today. We had obviously some retailers that reported moving the markets around a bit, but. Overall, pretty quiet. This historically, this Thanksgiving week is one of the quietest weeks for the market. So I would not be surprised if you see volatility come in. We kind of just hang out. Um, obviously, you know, we've got some retailers that report it, so we're going to jump into those earnings, those individual reports, but you are seeing more of the same thing. The rips just don't seem to hold. Even with Disney yesterday, we're not going to talk Disney because Joel said we couldn't talk it, but just quickly, you know, it kind of was faded a little bit yesterday, which is a good call by Joel as well. Um, $100, 99, 98, now 97. So pulling back, I hope it goes back to the low nineties because I do want to rebuy this, uh, some of those shares um but you did know, you
0: like disney before you had kids
2: yeah i've always liked to who doesn't like disney my I'm, buddy, I'm a, my
0: I'm buddy, I'm a, story there's time. a lot of people <laughs> no. you don't like disney either no 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 no, no no i that is that file through with what you, you said your buddy file through with yeah. you, what you were saying so
2: anyways my buddy um right after uh, right after college and he um, got a contract with Disney to go work at the Epcot Center because to work in the different pavilions that they have you actually have to be Canadian to work in the Canadian pavilion oh. you have to be Mexican to work in the Mexican pavilion so he's Canadian he got the one-year contract to go down and work there and I remember I went down and visited him and you know he gets you in for free to the parks which is kind of fun because um, they, they're allowed like I think 10 free passes a year to visitors so I went down to visit him and I was like how do you like it here he's like He's like, how can you not like working at Disney World? This is the happiest place on earth. And I'm like, I'm like, it's true. How Man, can you they, not they like fed it Disney to that guy? World? Good. <laughs> how can you not like Disney World? It's the happiest place on earth. How can you not like the Disney channel and the Disney movie and the kids? And I mean you gotta like Disney. I, so, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a... so the answer to your question, <laughs> and the long answer to your question is yes, I have
0: always liked Disney even before I owned the stock. Okay. What a and I'm just I'm just going on revisionist history here, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I've seen you struggle with a a long term position more than than you did with Disney. And I one. know you've come out on I know you've come out on the good end on it. You I've know, had the eventually. entries been
2: pretty bad.
0: Yes. And, I know, bad and Spencer, Just... I know you and Spencer, I know you and Spencer bought a stock of like 170, 180, I mean, or one sixty. I mean, I I don't, I don't remember I, for...
2: I bought one thirty, one thirty, and Maybe I bought one twenty, and then it went to ninety. So I did buy one thirty originally, which was way okay. too early. And okay. then I bought 120, but never frown average down and I bought more nine. Oh, I know, I know, down, and then I, I went know. Back up to 120, and I unloaded the 120 and made money on it. So my exits on Disney have been excellent. My entries have been bad. So that is true. It's a good that's a good selective perception there, Joel, because usually I'm pretty good on the entry and I'm pretty bad on the exit. I've been bad on the Disney entries, but really good on the exits. So if I could just I, combine that, I'd be like this like superb trader. Because I always <laughs> suck at getting out, but you're right.
0: You're right, I, I, I just wanted to because I we thought about Disney it, sure. we kind of went head to head, you know, yeah, at it yesterday, and then I was thinking about it. And then I said, You had kid vision, you know, because you got, I mean, I love Disney too. I mean, come on, my parents took me there a couple times, yeah. we took the kids, there. The memories, a times. I mean, you know, the Disney movies first movie we took uh Dana to uh, was um, uh, The Lion King. And uh, she's sitting there and, you know, the movie starts and, you know, they, they flash these, you know, these big words. And, and she looks up and she goes, words. And she just was like, carried a Simba doll around forever. I mean, it's a part of everyone's life. The stock is a whole different. So I've owned the stock over stock's the years. The stock's a whole different story. The stock's a whole different story. But all right. I just wanted to point that out to you. because The stock you know, are I like at I... 90.
2: The stock I okay. like at 90. I want to come in, fill the gap get the double bottom, come to daddy, and we're going. But again, the reason that I only was the half-size position on Disney, even though I kind of want to add to it, what keeps me still concerned is, I still believe we're going into a recession. And if we're going to recession, that park revenue, which is just hopping, 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 might come in a little bit. And that is is, is a scary thought, because that's what's been driving and keeping mm-hmm. the price elevated here. So Money Mitch quiet in the background here. And we weren't supposed to talk Disney at all. So, you need to bring us back on the rails because in the intro, Joel said he wasn't talking Disney. And now we just talk Disney for eight minutes. <laughs> so, Money Match, you need yeah. to save the show.
1: I was letting you guys go on your uh, Disney, Walt Dream, Disney, you know, your dream right there. You know, when you walk, you drive through to a Disney and there's the big sign and you're going through, the dreams oh, yeah. come true, right? Once you they get under the arch. Oh, yeah. Well, there you see it there. Uh, the battle is on there. We'll see what happens in Disney. Let's go to. Uh, first, let's start with some Bitcoin talk. Um, Bitcoin hitting 15,480, its lowest level since November 11, 2020. Um, you got Coin tumbling right now. You got Grayscale saying that they won't share their proof of reserves. You also got Genesis Global Trading mentioning potential bankruptcy if they don't get some fresh capital. Of course, this was kind of more of a lending. Uh, process there and it seems to me like is there anything safe from the ftx disaster uh, there's so many unknowns here the
2: fallout is still to be seen you mentioned that before mitch here and bitcoin was already technically in trouble kind of before the ftx thing started i mean i i've you know we've been we were wrong for a long time on bitcoin we've been absolutely right you know on the fall down though so 50,000 I said it was going to thirty. When it got to thirty, I said it's going to ten. I'm still sticking with ten. That's where I think it's eventually heading. It's not going to be a clean road there. It's going to be have some bumps for the shorts. But I do think like we're in this different market here right now, where cash flow, cash matters, real things matter. You don't get any of that with Bitcoin. So I'm not interested. Somebody asked me yesterday, would you buy Bitcoin at you know a certain price? I don't know if I would buy Bitcoin anymore. Not, not, well, not unless you know we start getting a Fed. Maybe when the Fed pivots and stuff, maybe. But until we actually see a Fed pivot, I'm just I'm. I, I what don't about the whales,
0: that is The whales are buying it. The whales. The whales? Yeah. The, the whales, whales that are hoarding Pretty Bitcoin. Really? The holders. Yeah. The yeah, The wh- whales. whales. You gotta do what the whales do. They do first. They do unusual option activity, and then they. And then there are the whales. Yeah, you got to get in. The whales are doing it, man. That, that's what I hear. That's all over the place. The whales are loading up on Bitcoin. At it, it,
2: it, a lot of people are, have lost a lot of money on this. Um, obviously, some people who held five from five years ago are still doing really well. And, you know, maybe this is a Bitcoin story. I absolutely have said before, if you're in crypto, at least be in Bitcoin. I mean, Sailor was saying that if you're in these altcoins, sell the altcoins and move it back into Bitcoin. I think that's one thing we have learned is that all these alternative coins, it seems like 90% of them are snake oil. Maybe there's going to be a couple of winners, but it seems like Bitcoin's the only one that's really kind of held up and it hasn't even held up that great. So I'm concerned on all the crypto stuff. I don't want to own any of it.
0: It Just uh, not Not my final tip on crypto. My my final thought is here is that, mm-hmm. well, crypto it was it was supposed to be an ecosystem, okay, where you could rely on people in the blockchain, and you don't you don't need regulation. Regulation is horrible, right? And that's what mm-hmm. it was based on. And now they're calling for regulation. I mean, I don't to know me, if they're
1: calling for regulation. Really, uh, Tom says
2: there's always been regulation. I don't know if I buy that either, but he said it on CNBC the other day. Did you see him with Scott Wapner, Mitch? Did you watch that in interaction? Oh, no. I, I didn't It was good. That. I got to catch <laughs> it. It was like one, last but... week, Pomp versus Scott. Scott was tough on him. Scott was asking tough questions. That Pop can talk though. Pop won that. Are those arguments? He's got the answer for everything. He's been absolutely wrong in the last year, but he's got <laughs> the answer for everything. So he Shit. can talk it. You know, if you well, sat in a room with him for two hours, I think you could probably turn me around from a bear from a bear to a bull. That guy
1: can talk Bitcoin. So, well, the truth is, some people just don't understand it, and I think that that's another I don't thing. It. And and that's where I think that people get it wrong, and they just don't understand what we're really focusing on is the technology behind it, not necessarily the value of it making you a big, large sum on your wealth, right? That's not what everyone's focusing on in the crypto environment. And I think that the people that focus on it more as technology are gonna be able to really find what they can kind of really find that is actually true value, right? Where is the businesses being built behind this? What is web three? I think this is a time where some people need to really do their research because in the long run, I do think crypto wins. It's just going to take a long time. You think it's we're going like to
2: like transacting in crypto, yes. getting rid of our U.S. dollars? Yes, yes. So I, I really a in think that. So. I don't bled by any of that. I'm completely uh, on the opposite. I don't. And, I think and this it's is why
1: mirrors. This is why I feel this this discount that you're going to get in this winter is very important. And I think that it's an also an important lesson of maybe going to things when they're on the downturn versus. The you know the euphoria that we had because everybody that was buying Bitcoin on the euphoria up move really woke up and realized that that's not probably the strategy to be getting into crypto. If anything, we should be looking at when it's on the winter moves on the down waves so that we're getting it at a good valuation and of course getting it when it's in the building phase versus the breakout phase. I feel a lot of people grabbed it in the breakout phase and now they're stuck with the coin and now they're kind of left with that kind of bad feeling that they went for something. And really, I mean, you bought at the top, you bought a breakout. That's tough to go ahead and look back and be like, did I buy it a good valuation? You can clearly see you bought on the spike.
2: I, Bitcoin, I mean, if... Bitcoin is just simply now a NASDAQ stock. It's moving with the no growth. It's moving with the ARKKs. It's probably going to start moving with the Tesla's too. If, you know, the Fed starts to all of a sudden, you know, if we get inflation, check another data point, the Fed starts to indicate pivot, Bitcoin could get a rally for a bet here. But I think you trade it from a relationship basis. And I think you trade it just with those high growth names, throw it into the basket. It's one of those now. I don't know when it breaks because the reason it's one of those, it's all the same type of investors, the people who got caught up in story, the people who ignored valuation, the people who... We're in the hype, you know, like, in the, and and that's, you know, what all those stories, that's what all those Kathy stocks are. It's all the same stuff. So, I mean, I'm treating a, just like a NASDAQ stock. If I don't want to buy these high growth names, I don't want to buy Bitcoin either. There's going to be at a certain point in time, it's going to be some tradable bottoms in it. We will, you know, and we've obviously called some tradable bottoms in Bitcoin before. Um, Joel's traded it well. I've actually traded it pretty well too, but... <clears throat> From an investing standpoint, I don't know what I'm investing, and in. that's why I, it's hard for me to just come in here and say, "Yeah, Bitcoin's fifteen thousand. Eventually, it's going to, you know, five hundred thousand, and eventually, I'm going to make a lot of money." I don't know that. I don't know what it's worth. I think it's worth something, but like I think a lot of these crypto altcoins are worth nothing. I think Bitcoin is worth something, but I don't know what that is.
1: Remember, I was one of the people in very early on, as soon as we started seeing some platform issues, I started drawing more and more concerns, waving red flags that keeping cryptocurrencies on these platforms was the main risk here. It wasn't being involved in cryptocurrency and having it as an investment. It was keeping it on these platforms. So if there's anything that I definitely learned, it was not to keep it there, right? Why are you keeping it at risk? Keep it in, of course, either that you own it or you have it in a cold wallet or something like that because that's the way that I feel that you could have got around the situation. And it's just something to learn from. Whenever we're going into high-risk assets, newer assets, they're always gonna be running into waves. There's gonna be breakout waves and there's gonna be the down waves. I think that's when you gotta remind yourself not to get caught in
0: always those breakouts and looking for discounts if you're looking if you're talking about this from a technological standpoint i think and i'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this but i think it's like this is where this is the analogy i'm making you know henry ford created the car and people are driving cars and there are people still using horse and buggies i mean the, the technology has been an epic failure I mean people have lost billions of dollars. So I don't know where you could say there's been technical advances in this. And you're you're buying this for the technology. What are we using? The the,
1: there's techno. a good question. Joel's bringing up an excellent point. I think here. you guys are way off here. I'll just say that right off. The I, I'm just going to say and then you can give you your guys like, I'm
2: going to ask you the question Mitch because Joel's bringing up a fantastic point here. <laughs> what do we use blockchain for? I mean, I've heard for the last four years, I'm not not joking. I I just want to make my rant and then you can go. I've heard for the last four years how blockchain is going to change how we do everything. For four years, that's all I've heard. The nonsense spewed on CNBC for four years. Blockchain, 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 blockchain. We love the technology. What are we using it for today? Please tell me, chat. Please tell me how blockchain has revolutionized my life. Because I have not seen it at all. So, Mitch, give me an example of what maybe it's behind the scenes. Are we using blockchains when we process my credit card? Are we using blockchains for when I go to the store and buy something? Every transaction,
1: every single transaction that you are going to be doing in the future will eventually be on the the blockchain.
2: Four years ago, the future was today. We're four years into this. Are we using blockchain for anything?
1: Yes, right we now, are to starting that. to use it for real estate, healthcare, different areas. We're going No, we're years already ago. starting to use it. I we're already seen it. using it. I haven't seen it. It's cuz you're not in those businesses, Dennis. I would really start looking at maybe some experts in this and I'm not going to act like I'm an expert Those experts so.
2: lost us all a lot of money. All so this stuff is the went platforms, down the
1: platforms, the people that g- built these platforms that built these Ponzi Type uh, style schemes are the ones that stole the money. It wasn't the asset that stole the money. It was the people leading the the blockchain technology. And some of them, yes, they scammed people. This happens whenever you in kind of a new technology. I I mean, I think we, we can get in this conversation for the whole show. But I don't think that's what the idea here I, I is. I
2: think this chat's interested in this show though, because you know, we talked about NFTs, Joel. Remember the NFTs and they were gonna change everything and we're all gonna be you know, you know what? doing I, our collection. I, I think what is even Web in NFTs?
0: the background. Let's, I could see what,
3: what let's what bring about on that Webb. fart. What let's about bring that, on what did that
0: what did that fart um uh bring? That that fart NFT didn't uh, that that bring like a couple hundred thousand dollars? The rock, the millions. rock.
1: I still want the rock, the the, the little rock that got like a, a million dollars. But all of them. It, it what? Let's bring in our guest. Our guest. I have a feeling has some uh conversation web, bring on this. Web into this. That's yeah, let's call. bring in Web. Let's go. Web ahead, let's... is Web already here? Yeah, Web's been listening. He's like he he's bring itching like I am. Like he's ready to come <laughs> into this. Let's go, Web. Web uh, hey, a
0: hey, Web. Web, totally. 3. Web three, Rub three, Begoli, uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
3: it was. They named it after me, and I really appreciate uh, uh, what the community <laughs> has done uh, <laughs> for me specifically. Thanks for thanks for having me on, guys. I I love talking crypto, so I'm glad you guys saw me and pulled me in. Um, awesome, Dennis. I'm with you. I can't. Yes, there are there are research projects that are being used, things like tracking cabbage, for example, Walmart was using that for a while from like the farm to the to the shelves, stuff like that. But as far as applicable, like these are things that have changed your life. Blockchain. I don't think it's there yet. It's um, not there that, yet. But, Agreed. but what I'm excited about as a CTO. So I have some creds in this world, right? Sure. Um, is The Ethereum blockchain to me is really, really interesting, more so than Bitcoin, because the Ethereum blockchain acts like as if it were um, a giant computer across distributed across the world. Um, the advancements there are about, uh, across all the blockchains, are about how to get hardware distributed across the world, not owned by a single individual, to process the same program in a Trustworthy way. So, like one use case that was thought of in the very beginning was like we well, could do it for financial transactions, kind of handle a, a giant spreadsheet of like who owns what and 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 movements between them. But blockchains like Ethereum, and there there are others that are like it too, Solana, and and plenty of others that I I can't name. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, that are doing things that are more like, we can actually run programs on this and we can store data on this. And when you can run programs and store data, now you've got a giant worldwide supercomputer. It's not very fast at the moment, but what is unique about it is it can't be turned off. Um, So what you put on it will always be there and there's always gonna be incentive to process it. And of course the incentive structure to actually compute whatever it is that it's going to compute has to be there and that's why we do this whole block reward and that's really kind of also why it has some dollar value but that's the excitement thing that i what i'm excited about on the tech so i've been in ethereum since 2016 um i you know i'm with you mitch like i I, i'm when it starts skyrocketing i'm along for the ride but i'm not buying more but when it dips down into the bottom like we we had for you know seven not not 18 19 uh even most of 20 perfect opportunity to just grab pennies or like every week just buy a little bit because you can do it fractionally you know like well, is if it we had is a is the time now too
2: to buy because we had such a pullback in ethereum and bitcoin is it the time now to buy like i mean uh, what what do you because we're, we're down like 75 percent of bitcoin i don't know what ethereum's down it's probably 70 percent plus two feels like a pretty significant pullback here i mean i've I'd, i've I'd, I'd been talked into bitcoin before i'd love to get talked into it again i like buying the dip i just yes. don't know what i'm buying
3: right right well again like and that's because I, I, you made up a good point earlier right like there's no killer app for it yet yeah. but it's kind of like in 1999 we all got excited about the internet but we didn't really have the killer app yet amazon was Early, but we didn't have like what are we going to do with this internet thing really? Um, and then it it busted. But here's we've we've got that technology being built. The um, you know uh, as Joel was talking about like Henry Ford carriages versus cars. But I also think it you know it's this is about the early internet and networking, and we don't know quite what to do with it yet. But we will eventually, and then there's a fundamental purpose behind it. But until then, this is all. Don't you feel that it's of- gone
0: backwards though? It's it's kind of gone backwards. I mean, this was supposed to be like this was supposed to be the alternative to the federal bank. This was supposed to be the alternative to dollars. This was supposed to be a safe place to keep your money. This was this was the world coming together as one and creating a global currency. And And now you banks
2: uh, and ending the the financial system and ending the Federal Reserve. That was like what everybody has sold us on. None of that has happened,
1: right? Doesn't the Federal Reserve want to make a digital coin?
2: Doesn't the Federal Reserve, isn't the Federal Reserve the the cause? It's funny. I'm sorry, I've got this cold going. It's funny and ironic that, you know, here is Bitcoin supposed to, you know, take care of that we don't need the Fed's printing press anymore. And isn't it funny that the reason Bitcoin continues to go down is that the Fed turned off the printing press. I find that very ironic. (laughs) so i mean it's a risk asset now that is totally now tracking with nasdaq and i find it very interesting that the fed turns off the printing press and bitcoin has gone straight down ever since it's very ironic so i mean i I don't know how it gets to that next step to start you know taking care that we don't need a financial system anymore we have bitcoin how does it make that next step
3: i think you know i i Bitcoin really came out of a reaction to the 2008 financial crisis, right? For That's sure. a part of, sure. of why we had these things. It was trying to, you know, take the power away from the Fed and take it away from Wall Street and and all those things. But, you know, it, ultimately it was slow. It was expensive to buy a pizza. It was expensive to buy a coffee with it and that sort of thing, right? Like there, there were all these things that kind of slowed it down and eventually uh, uh it turns into a speculative asset because the narrative starts to turn into uh, digital gold. This, the scarcity of it, um, more about the, the mythos of what it could be, everything you're describing became part of the narrative of why you should get into it. But did it actually live up to that? Obviously there's been experiments. There's the whole lightning network and, and, you know, going down into, um, you know other countries getting getting really heavily into it and all those things but it becomes as soon as it becomes a speculative asset then it's going to have a high beta to the to the s p eventually and then of course it, you get mass adoption by uh institutions and, and that correlation starts coming together even even more and it's totally a risk on asset now absolutely. yeah
1: I, I think a big part of that is what you just mentioned web is institutionals, the bigger wealth starting to get into crypto and that's why it moves with the markets now because yeah. it's it's in their portfolios it's in the big boys is wealth. And I think that if you had any substantial amount of wealth and you didn't take a piece of this risky asset or into cryptocurrency, you're doing yourself a disservice.
2: Well, well, an and investor. I'll take the opposite side of that because everybody has been saying for the last two years, three years, you got to buy Bitcoin, you got to put some of your wealth in there. And all it did was lose 75%. So I'm sure as hell glad but that I didn't you, take a substantial portion of my wealth. And put it in Bitcoin.
1: But if you so bought at 3,000,
2: results speak for themselves, Mitch. Results haven't been yeah, very good. Here if you last bought
1: year. at 3,000 or 4,000 on the second wave where it came down and then went up to 60,000, how much did you make there though? The
2: difference is, I think that was before the masses were in. I think the problem is they relentlessly pumped this thing. They weren't pumping Bitcoin in 2015, they weren't pumping Bitcoin in 2016. They weren't pumping Bitcoin in 2017. They started well, pumping I, it when it started going. And now you've got the masses all in there. So everybody's in it that wants to be in it. What's the next driver? If, if you just said, you just said it, man, yeah, that the yeah. institutions are already in. Well, what's the next driver it's to take us higher then if the institutions
1: it's the are already building. in? One thing that this did is they brought a lot of capital into the projects, right? Now you're seeing a lot of projects actually working to actually build the foundation. And there's a lot of projects out there that have a good amount of money. And instead of right now worrying about prices, about the coins, they're worrying about building and actually creating infrastructure to build out the Web3 space where there's really gonna be some utility. This is why the utility word gets thrown around so much in cryptocurrency, because it's not about having a coin, it's about what you can do with that coin that matters. So I think that at this point, yes, it's still early. And I do think that we're in now a secondary down wave, but I think things come in waves a lot of the times. I think a lot of the times we get three waves, three opportunities to get in a new asset class, and then it goes, and then there's no opportunity for the big pullback after that. I think this is going to be one of the biggest opportunities for investors out there in this lifetime, and in my generation, I definitely want to see
0: scarcity. Scar- this is the other thing. It's too. not the scarcity, I mean, really. Scarcity. Oh, there's so it's so scarce. But you can divide it into you know, like how many right. and how many how many different decimal points. There, there's, yeah. I mean, it it's 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 the Fed. They could just they they could just keep doing splitting. Th- there's no scarcity to it. There's no. And there's nothing back in it. So whatever, we'll see. I mean, I, I like I said, I had one little run. That was back in 2018 when we did the Bitcoin special. I played it from like 7 to 20. And then when I wanted to sign in that day it hit 21, I wanted to sign into my Coinbase account and I couldn't get in. I'm like, the next time I sign into my Coinbase account, I'm getting out of this. And I got out of it. Wanted to buy it when it came back to 10. Didn't miss that whole run up to 60. When it was at 60, I was like, oh man, I gotta start, you know, dollar cost averaging. I really thought I was gonna, you know, buy some the whole way down 60, 50, 40, 30, 20. And I I just at, at this point, me, I mean, it I I can't at this point in my life and in my investment cycle, I don't want to invest in nothing. I, there's other things that I can invest go. in, and I and I, I don't want and to I, invest. I agree. In, in
1: your position, Joel, I would probably not be investing in this. In my position, being younger, I would definitely invest in this. Are so- you buying
2: it today, Mitch?
1: I t- I've, I've talked, Web, talked we're about my later
2: because we, we have been talking. We brought in a guest to talk to the guest. And now we went yeah. into this whole argument here. Web staying on with us later. We're going to keep Web on because Web is awesome. Yeah,
0: it's let's on. get to Web. Let's Web. get to Web 3.
2: I just want Mitch to answer the question. Are you buying
0: it today? I, I've okay, talked on, about man, my
1: right. retracement level that I dr- have drawn from a while back since it's been before the 20,000. So one of the things that I did was early on, I started drawing. What was the retracement from the first wave? Down to the bottom of the the kind of where we got that bottoming around three thousand. It was around like twenty two thousand to about three thousand. It's about it eighty six percent retracement. So if you look at where it was at the top now, I drew that down towards around the ten thousand, just slightly below the ten thousand level. So that's where I'm striking. And yes, if it gets to ten thousand, I'm in. I'm in. There's no Web. point in that. I would say that I would not want to be in at that ten thousand dollar level. We're, we're gonna of course, I'd, I'd be sizing in on the move down. We'll talk
2: other things with Web too, but I want to ask Web the same question: Is Web. there a level here where you're eyeballing Web on Bitcoin to come in here and start buying more, or Ethereum for that matter?
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm much more of an uh, uh, into Ethereum than I am on Bitcoin, just because of everything okay. I was saying earlier. Um, That's interesting. For. You know, Ethereum at this level are is a level where I was buying uh back in uh 2020 for sure. At the moment, I just feel like there's still there's still risks out there. There's still there's talk about Genesis blowing up, there's talk about grayscale, perhaps diluted. Like all of these things are gonna put downward pressure. So I'm kind of waiting for us to get past all of these things. And Mitch is right, like I, I really think everything that's happening right now is about the exchanges every big blow up in bitcoin's history or crypto's history has been an exchange that has walked away with people's money like mount gox to get started off with right like yeah. but that has nothing to do with the actual underlying technology of, of the blockchain which again i still say has yet to find its killer app um so I, i'm kind of waiting for it to wash out but i do think what we, what we have too right in 2016 and, and 2020 we had the halvings. Uh, for Bitcoin, when the reward block went in half. And in both cases, we started to get a lot more chatter in news about what does happening mean, right? In both cases. And as soon as everyone started talking about that, everyone started discovering Bitcoin again, in both cases. And then we had a huge run in 16 and 17, and then sell off. And we had a huge run now in 2020, 2021, and now a sell off. So when's the next one? Well, when's the next presidential election, apparently. but, it, but it's about like this chatter. And the more and more people get into it, the more the price goes like crazy. And it's the classic euphoria. As soon as the market's in euphoric mode, it's just gonna have a blow off top, that sort of thing. So again, un- until the fundamentals line up as far as that's the reason why I'm buying, outside of that, I'm waiting for just risks that I'm seeing across the market in it to kind of calm down and be like, okay, are we past this. Is the price good? Great, then I'll I'll start picking up some pennies.
2: So, okay, Web, let's Web, move on from crypto yep. and let's take it to stocks here. And sure. obviously, you know, you can take it into your individual products as well. But, um, I mean, just taking it to the – look. you want to start overall, like on the s and I mean, we've had a, you know such a pullback here. Now we've had the subsequent rally here. What are your thoughts going into the end of the year? I mean, we set up for seasonality is okay. We're kind of past earnings. But then, you know, we've got, you know, the Fed that keeps talking a tough game. What What is your setup here going into the end of the year?
3: Um, you know, it continues to be caution, the technicals that that I pay attention to using the market webs a lot about like, uh, volume at price. Um, And those technicals are kind of telling me this, this year is still kind of it could go any direction uh, into the end of the year, we have a lot of still global risks going on. Uh, The war in Ukraine is not over. Uh, We don't quite know what the winter is going to be like with energy prices yet um obviously there's still debates over that but also when it comes to the fed right so from my perspective i think the fed is very much focused on payrolls more than anything else so when you break down this last cpi number you had uh, into like goods versus services goods came down everybody's happy about that that caused that wonderful day of of greenness straight up but ser- the services sector that barely budged and as far as where the jobs really are it's the service sector especially going into the holidays so i don't you know as far as me personally i just speaking on my own thoughts i, I kind of wouldn't be surprised to see 75 again in december uh we have another cpi print just before they were they released the day before they, they come out with it so obviously that'll be uh, all eyes on that but um but i definitely think that that when the market went up that day off that cpi print i thought it was premature um you know, just way too far ahead of the next uh, 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 rate announcement anyway. Um, But I definitely think the breakdown, we're just not seeing uh, payrolls start to climb. Yes, we're seeing a lot of layoffs in the tech sector. And I I personally am very sad about that because that's kind of my sector. But, you know, even then, the number of layoffs there are not taking a big bite out of, uh, you know, the new jobs and payrolls, uh, you know, monthly, weekly, et cetera. So yeah, I, I think I, I don't see us getting a, a really big uh, conviction rally in, into the end of the year. Um, we could see something if we just have low volumes and low activity across the market, we might see a bit of like, I think the market would probably drift up if nothing else was really putting pressure on it um, just just lightly. But I think if there is volume in it and people are taking actions, I think that action is more likely to be on the downside.
0: Joel, you're muted. Well, let's get to your product here, uh, market Meter. Mm-hmm. You got you and Evan, Evan Schninman, have been working diligently on, on this project to uh, bring information uh, to traders and investors. Uh, uh, why don't you talk about, I know you wanted to talk, perhaps talk about DraftKings or the, the XLE or the USO, but talk about your market intelligent products that explains price movement in real time.
3: That's right. Uh, Thanks very much. And and thanks for having me on, guys. This has already been a ton of fun. So I I hope you have me on again. (laughs) Um, So at Market Reader, what we're trying to do is build a market intelligence project that really focuses on telling you what is happening in the market and why it's happening. We're not aiming to tell you what to go buy and sell. We want this to be a tool in your workflow. We want this to help you understand what's happening in the market. Um, and I think that that speaks to across all levels of, of traders, uh, from, from active retail traders, like, like a lot of your audience here, to even professional traders, and even those who are kind of passive and are just like, I want to know what's going on in my 401k. Um, and i want to be aware of it and i want to feel a bit more engaged with my investments um so what we what we're doing at market reader is right now we're watching everything at very high frequency so we're looking at 10 minute frequency and identifying when things are moving unusually. So we're watching right now, we're watching 11,000 US equities um, in real time. We're going to expand that. We're going to add asset classes. We will probably add crypto next, um, but we are also going to expand into like commodities and uh, uh, fixed income and FX, et cetera, et cetera, and even options. Um, so we want to identify what's moving in real time, but then we want to ex- explain it. Um, and that ex- those explanations might be headlines. They might be people on Twitter talking, but they, but they also can be other things that are happening in the market contextually. Is overall is the market up to date that a CPI print come out and we're just off to the races? Or is something going on with the sector and everything in the sector is moving? Um, or you know, is there some kind of pair? The last time I was on, you showed shared a little video of uh, Carvana and Carmax. Um, how we identified that Carvana was moving pre-market, uh, but there was no news or anything. But we identified uh, that Carmax had earnings and it was selling off, so we connected the two. So again, if if the only thing in your portfolio is Carvana. Uh, I, I hope not. But if that were the case, uh, you would be aware of what's moving it this morning and that sort of thing. So that's that's really our goal. And uh, we feel like we've, we've been doing a lot of that. Our, our first product, like, yeah, go to our website, marketreader.com, and you'll find out a lot more details about it. Um, our first product will, will be kind of geared at enterprise, where we're sending these signals to to uh, brokerages and platforms, uh, so that's there. But we are also going to be building a platform that individual active retail users can use, as well as any individual who wants to know more about what's going on across the market and kind of dive in and do their own analysis as well. So that platform, uh, we're going to hopefully go live with that uh, early next year, and we are taking signups. So um, I would love to do just a quick demo if I can, if I can. Yeah, yeah that's what we want it. to see we're here. Take control. DraftKings? Take control. <laughs>
0: DraftKings, USO, XLE, yeah. teach us something.
3: Let me see if I can. There we go. This looks like it.
1: Boom. Let me know when you're ready, Web, and then I'll put it up.
3: Okay. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and, and bring this up on. Uh, so what we're seeing here is. This is this is super just a prototype. This is not really what the platform is going to look like. I just threw mm-hmm. this together to kind of get us give us a sense as we do research about like what our system is seeing across the market and and uh what kind of signals we're we're surfacing. So in this case, yesterday I got a, a signal about DraftKings as soon as it happened. So we quickly had a sell-off in DraftKings. And it highlighted the headlines that uh, DraftKings had a hack and it was down 8%. The, the next, in the next 10 minutes, our system also identified that the whole sector, that's the casino and gaming sector, um, was also moving. So you see in purple there that, that a sector move. And then nice. of course, more headlines uh, about DraftKings there. So what we're aiming to do is A, tell you, hey, DraftKings is moving. And then B, hey, it's moving because uh, there was that's this, cool. right?
1: Is it industry or sector, web? just because so, I'm that type of person?
3: Oh, for sure. So we use the <laughs> sector. So in this case, along the top, you can see uh, discre- uh, consumer discretionary casinos and gaming. Okay. We will go down and look at the casinos and gaming sector. So it's really focused. And we're looking at every stock that comprises that and then we're watching the sector itself to see is that sector moving is there unusual volume in that sector um Mm -hmm. how is the sector performing versus the overall market right now versus its historical relationship all these things to tell us like is this a sector move or or not um there's yeah xle i wanted to bring up so um Yesterday here, again, we have a sector move. So we have a large up move in the sector. Um, this was, uh, well, actually the first uh, bar here. So this was at 9.10 AM to 9.20 AM uh, Eastern time yesterday. We had a sell-off in XLE um, and our system picked up that the oil and gas sector uh, was also moving. And the we were picking up headlines about Saudi OPEC uh, considering production increase. So obviously an increase in oil production will be a bit bearish for for oil as a whole so for the rest of the day oil went down until about noon uh the the uh the headlines came up that they were going to keep things as they are and so suddenly oil popped back up um so that's basically kind of what we're doing so uh if we look at uh, let me just kind of see what else is going does on does it
0: uh it tracks uh, you just said 9 10 to 9 20 so it's going yep. it's going 24 7 right it's, that's right uh, okay. that's right
3: with with these with the equities and the and the the stocks themselves, it's like four a.m. to eight p.m. But uh, you know, Interactive Brokers and TD Ameritrade both have ETFs that are trading twenty four hours now. Mm-hmm. So oh. uh, we we're going to be adding that stuff and tracking that. Obviously, we want to add the futures, the index futures, and stuff like that um, in the future. But we're we're going to expand into all that for sure. Um, what
0: level of knowledge do you need to make use of this product?
3: The aim is very little. Uh, the the aim is we want to provide you the what the context of what's going on. My goal is the more you use our tool and see these e- explanations as far as what's moving and why, the more you're going to gain that knowledge. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a better understanding of how the market, what the market reacts to, right, and how the market reacts to things. Um, so just kind of as a as a process of just reading our, 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 our outputs, I think, uh, you, you will gain a better market understanding.
1: I think this is an important tool to use. I, I love this. I uh, definitely always am calling out that if it's a, you know, stock move or is it more of an industry sector right. move? And I think that's so important to point out. I like how you guys are using different colors there to stand that out for the traders yeah. so that they don't even need to look they could they'll already be able to just see it. Does it, um on the coloring, would it determine it on the close of the coloring?
3: Yes. So so right now at this frequency, we're waiting for the bar to close because we we don't want to have false flags. We don't want to mm-hmm. uh, you know send out a signal that ultimately it's like, oh, actually, <laughs> never mind, it's not really reacting to it. Um there are other metrics, obviously, that we can key in on, uh volume, range, etc., that that, you know, as soon as there's a lot of volume, there will always be a lot of volume and start providing answers. Uh Faster, um, but right now it's as soon as the 10-minute bar closes, we provide answers as far as what just happened and why, um, which is pretty good for that high frequency. But we're going to also zoom out because a lot of people, I think you guys have talked about this before. You're you're not trading at a 10-minute frequency or it's your day, You're trading at like more of a daily frequency. So we're going to be working on zooming out and providing you like for this day. This is what was important. This is what was going on in that stock that day. So you can kind of see a history and really get a sense. Of, of recent uh like what is moving the stock around now like like what's the narrative that's that's really big in this stock
0: web Bagoli, founder and cto of market reader teaming up with evan schnidman to bring you a new product uh let me know where to send the invoice to, uh, for the uh, thirty <laughs> minutes on uh, pre market. <laughs> right. Web three really? goalie. Hey, thank you. Thanks for participating it, in our debate, Brilliant. and I will get you back on again soon. Awesome. Uh, Pleasure, guys.
3: Thanks very much.
0: All right, thank you. Um, uh, what just? I just so quiet out there, Dennis. I mean, come on, shake things up, man. Do something out there. Uh, we tried. Old.
2: We've got, and we can't talk crypto anymore because the chat's getting upset, so we've got to take it into stocks. And I mean, we can start with what was working again yesterday, is what has continued to work. Stocks making new highs, Merck. Stocks making new highs, you know, you look at Biogen looking to break out here. You look Ooh, at the yes. drug stocks. You look at the banks holding up very well yesterday and the market sell-off we had yesterday. The banks were not really going down. They were holding up. What was leading the charge on the downside? Tesla, once again, down 13 points. There is complete rotation that continues to happen from high P.E. to low P.E. That continues to work. That trade continues to work. Energy came off a bit yesterday. What happens overnight? They come back and they They buy buy these stocks again. I mean, why? Because they have low P.E.s. That is what is working. That is what money managers want right now. They're moving away from the stories. They're moving away from the high P.E. They might be doing it wrong. But the flow is telling us right now they're still doing it. So I don't know what changes that. I mean, we should talk Tesla because I made a new 52-week low again yesterday. It's bouncing back a little bit here this morning. I don't know if there's a headline or it's just a little bit of a bounce because it's been down so much. But at one point, I think it was down 14 points yesterday. I mean, this has been an ugly, ugly, ugly run for Tesla here.
1: Yeah, don't expect it to change much. Um, The only thing that I see on the calendar that could maybe bring Tesla up is in December. They will have a semi-truck event where they deliver a semi-truck to Pepsi. Um, That's the only catalyst that I could see maybe turning around this type of chart. Joel, you want to give quick technicals? Yeah, I mean
0: this is – I mean you've seen – I mean the day that – I mean let's just go back to since uh, the Twitter deal. Uh that uh what came official that stock was at 228.58. I mean, holy mackerel! I mean, that's quite the haircut. Uh, four down days in a row. I mean, Tesla maybe give you a couple lows in the same area. Uh, there's nothing here um on the monthlies. I'm not gonna drill down on the weeklies or the dailies. Uh, let's see what happens at uh yesterday's low 167.54. If that's protected today, maybe makes a higher low. I mean, maybe if you're trying to pick this up at the close, sixty-seven, eighty-seven, and then, you know, give yourself a little room under yesterday's low. But let's make a higher low today and turn up. Um, next target, really the only target on the upside would be 176-77. Uh, that was yesterday's high. But just a, a slow – it'd be the volume picked up. The volume picked up yesterday, so perhaps you just got someone that was squirming – Uh, You know, finished uh, selling their position, but just not a good chart. And the other thing that keeps in the back of my mind is Dennis said, there's really been no bad, there hasn't been like bad news. This has just been a market valuation sell-off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: and they don't like what he's doing with twitter i feel but uh let's keep going let's go to zoom twitter zoom so
0: glad that's not around anymore anyways
1: (laughs) yeah if it was public it would be annoying right now but uh q3 eps at a dollar seven beating the 84 cent estimate sales at 1.1 billion beat the Uh, 1.1 billion estimate seems like they beat it there by a couple million uh they did lower q4 23 revenue and lowered full year 23 revenue so in my eyes i feel like Got to go on Zoom, but what do you guys think?
2: It's been a value trap. I mean, you know, people were saying, oh, the PE is 20 when the thing was 120, and you know, the PE is still 20 and the thing is 80, and now it's 74. I mean, these earnings aren't just you know not growing. They're not going really up hardly at all, and then potentially maybe start going to go down. So, I mean, this has been a value trap. They're a one-trick pony. They absolutely need to figure something else out or the stock continues to go lower. The Kathy Darling, again, not having any luster whatsoever. 70 is huge support.
1: All right, let's keep uh, it moving. Pre-market uh, lows,
0: yeah. Yeah, pre-market low, uh, 72.20. You bounced a little bit off that, low the move. 70.92 low close uh, of the move 71.84 so i use those as uh, light parameters on the bot you know on the downside if you're looking to cover short or attempt along uh for a gap fill on this one the, the top of uh, yesterday's range actually two lows at 80 so that's going to be your resistance moving forward
1: Best Buy Q3 EPS at $1.38 beats the $1.03 estimate. Sales at $10.59 billion beat the $10.31 billion estimate. Best Buy sees full year 23 comparable sales down 10%. They did resume repurchase in November after pausing in Q2 and now expect to spend approximately $1 billion in share repurchase this year.
2: Buy the rep just has not worked. It didn't work with Disney yesterday. It didn't work with multiple other stocks here overnight. Like Dell had earnings ripped on the original report, and then they came out later on with the guidance cut. I mean, I don't know. I'm not buying anything up 8% because it just seems like sell. It seems like sell the rip just continues to work. So I'm definitely not buying the rip. You got big resistance up at that 77.48 high from a few days ago. I think this. You know, I think if you're in it overnight, I think I'd ring the register.
0: Uh, right, we talked about this one yesterday and going through 74. And uh, going through 74, well, that's history. So maybe I'd wait for it to come back down to 74 as support. If you're looking for more on the upside, need to take out the 77.51. That's real close to that high the other day. Ooh, at 77.48. So good resistance up there if the rally continues.
1: All right, let's do – Let's do Dick Sporting Goods. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods Q3 EPS at $2.60 beat the $2.19 estimate. Sales at $2.96 billion beat the $2.68 billion estimate. They did raise full year 22 adjusted EPS guidance.
2: Lower multiple, obviously benefited from the lockdowns. We know that, but that trades over that reopening versus lockdown. It's a stock that people kind of wanted to have. I'm torn on this one, Joel. I'm really torn on this one. I'm I'm gonna sit on the fence, I think. Tough tough Yeah,
0: chart. this I told you I had uh, real good service in there uh last week, so I upgraded it yesterday, <laughs> tongue in cheek. Uh fourteen seventy seven was a daily high. Oh, you just missed that, I think, in the pre-market. Um ah, what a, this is a tough chart. Um yeah. maybe try and get mm-hmm. it unchanged and then give a little risk under the gap area that's really the only thing i can give you a pair of lows at 10528 tough chart though gapped up and now you're gapping up uh, well not really a gap up but 1010947 two day high use that as a potential target
1: all right let's go to the next one here dollar tree dollar tree q3 eps at a dollar 20 beat the dollar 18 cent estimate sales at 6.94 billion beat the 6.8 Four billion estimate they raised full year 22 revenue guidance they did uh kind of lower their uh q4 net sales so it's a little bit of a mixed bag there on their guidance all about uh, 160
0: to me yeah. holding 160 yeah lows there they really can't give you anything the dollar stores usually get bottom lower,
2: pullbacks up. but sometimes they have some wicked wicked i'd, I'd wait a couple of days because last time in august when i missed went down for three days before stabilizing and eventually did come back but i think he eventually comes back but i'd let the dust settle on this one what about burlington talk about this one this one's interesting
1: the burlington stores here uh their numbers eps q3 at 43 cents misses the 52 cent estimate sales at 2.04 billion missed the 2.06 billion estimate they do see full year 22 comparable store sales down 14 to 15 percent and adjusted eps at three dollars and 77 cents to four dollars and seven cents
2: i don't even know what to say this quarter is an epic disaster I mean, from just looking at the numbers out of the pro here, not, you know, giving it, you know, this is 15 seconds of analysis, but I was like, maybe there's devils in the details and there's some good stuff being said, but you're talking about decline in store sales. You're talking about, you know, earnings, you know, seem to be lower than, you know, where, where the street was yet Mm -hmm. the stock is up
1: 7% today.
2: I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm lost for words on this. I don't understand. Still the
1: love from the Ross and the TJX reports.
2: Yeah, but this one should have had higher expectations because of that. If you would have
1: gave me these
2: numbers and said, "Where's the stock?", I'd say it's down twenty bucks, and it's up eleven. So I have no idea. The anybody who had inside information on this one, probably getting their butt kicked here because this thing's going straight up. So it did get hit on the initial numbers, which I thought, you know, well, actually didn't. I guess it's been straight up since. So I don't know. There must be something else happening here um maybe it's in the details of the report that you know we're not seeing here but this makes no sense to me whatsoever
1: yeah no not not much sense there it could be a fake out we'll have to wait and see no one I'm knows not really. buying it. I don't
0: know. yeah report, 170 I mean, it terrible yeah you got up there in the 170 just touch that in the pre-market then what do you know your two-day high is right there too at 169.79 so, if in fact, they could you know they're gonna to have to sweep the book and take out all the sellers to open it you know at or near one seventy this one I would look let's say they get really excited they take it through one seventy and you think this is a moonshot take a look at the the pair of highs at one seventy three thirty and ninety we'll just call that one seventy three fifty that'd be another target um on this one, if they do get that this would be the one of those trades where. They open it 170. They go 170 and a half, 171, 172, and then uh, all of a sudden a whale comes in and comes back down through that opening price. I wouldn't want to be long with that, you know, you know with anybody's money. Big, uh, big gap to fill on the downside. So just keep an eye on those relis- resistance levels and see how it trades off the open. Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers here, and a double a double miss from. <laughs>
1: that's how it is sometimes uh if you try to put logic in the market sometimes logic doesn't
0: work yeah you got stores down throw it out the window
1: you know what i mean good thing they didn't beat price tells the story that's another thing too and i'll be paying attention we'll see what happens there let's go to canadian solar let's sneak one last one in here before we get joel out of here canadian solar is one that we've been watching for a move above 35 Finally made that move, sure. sticking a little bit above, but the earnings weren't the best. Q3 EPS at a dollar twelve cents beat the forty-nine cent estimate. Sales at a uh, one point nine three billion missed the two point zero seven billion estimate. Where I don't like it is the Q4 revenue of one point eight billion to one point nine billion versus the two point one one billion estimate.
2: I'm long it still. I sold half of it. Bought it when Craig Johnson came on our show and liked it, and I kind of was like, I kind of like that too, and then went straight down after that um i mean everybody gets calls wrong that one wasn't right uh so i don't know it's come basically almost back to where i bought it here i i kind of want to have some solar in my portfolio Mm -hmm. um you know first solar obviously has been just an unbelievable performer been the best of breed in the last little while for sure and ph looks sleepy it looks like it eventually wants to break out again the tan has come back nicely here CSIQ has come back off the lows here too, but there's massive resistance up here at 40. I don't know what to do with Uh, this one.
0: This is a tough one. It did uh, did sneak over 38 in the pre-market, and I I do see uh, a high just above 38. Another pair of highs at 38 just above it. So if the bulls want to take control of this thing, get this thing 38 bid take at those highs at 38 and a quarter and uh, work your way back up, you know, towards 39 or 40 coming back on the downside here. Uh, if you do get a big seller coming in uh, or a seller, uh, you have a trio of highs right there at 37 uh, old resistance, new support. So i like the 37 support uh, better than uh, trying to pick resistance. And Dennis, do you still have that project going on? Your solar project?
2: Yeah, I still my solar project. Yeah, it's been like
0: yeah.
2: seven or eight years into it. You know, I was in Ontario, and if you don't know the story there, uh, my dad's the warehouse, we put solar panels on and they were paying 80 cents a kilowatt. It just slow, it just keeps paying. And every single month, it just, uh, it's not, it's, it's, we're selling the, the power back into the grid, is what it is. So it was a great, it's actually been a fantastic long term investment. Uh, it's been doing about, It gives me about 16% return a year. What? It hasn't, it hasn't. You got any more game. roof? Any no, more I roof? Know. I tried to get bigger. <laughs> they didn't give out. So back, what happened was they had the contracts and then, everybody wanted to get in and then they started limiting the contracts and you couldn't get the contracts and then people were buying the contracts and trying to get in there and then they just can not the, the new government came in and canned all these you know all they, they canned the program they couldn't get out of the existing contract because we signed a 20-year contract with oh, you know, the government wow. to, to sell the power back into the grid i'm in like year eight or year nine after wow. the 20 years and the solar panels just turn over and then they can power the building but it's been an unbelievable return there. That solar project was awesome. I wish I had all my money in that solar project.
1: Man, I was about to take some roof space there. Uh, I,
2: know. I hear returns. It was got, so you get, sixteen you me and a half percent there. The last nine years, it's been just an excellent <laughs> project. So. And
0: you did the work yourself on it, right? You're up there putting it. Did, did you do some the of the steel work? roof? A, yeah, yeah. Get me and the... my
2: dad were up there back in the day. My dad, my dad, roof for a long time. Own roofing company, and obviously, hey. uh, yeah, we were doing the steel roof and. I don't know. Putting if you'd it up be there. Doing I didn't that install now. solar panels. I don't know anything about installing solar panels, but you don't want to put the solar on like a, a shingled roof because obviously the shingles then need replacing. I think the solar i have to replace it. So that's why you put it on a steel roof. So we had to put the steel roof on and then we put the solar mm-hmm. on. So yeah, we need a little bit of work it's been a great that's been a great project. Wish I had more of that.
0: All right. We're just itching up here, uh, continuing to make new highs um, on the session. Uh, I guess from a textbook, we had a big move up uh, off that uh, CPI number and you're getting consolidation here. So trend to continue. Uh, I'm looking maybe for it's not that far from here, but thirty nine ninety four uh was your high on Friday so that that's a target on the upside and I've been preaching getting back over 4,000 and closing over 4,000 I don't know if this is going to be the day to do it but uh at least we're getting a a running start so uh I'll let you guys go Mitch I hope we weren't too hard on you today we like to you know we like to give you a a hard time it's a good conversation
2: I mean, there's eventually yep. going to be a significant rally in crypto from some point. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Things go up, things go down, and I, I you, know, you don't know. So, I mean, it's a good conversation. I like to hear both sides.
1: Uh, I'll tell you All what. Right. I, I'll, I'll let Joel get on out of here, and I got one last thing to show up on Bitcoin. But uh, Joel, okay, sure. have All right, Triple D, D
0: I'll, I'll check in with you at the top of the hour. Everyone have a good day.
1: All right, so the way that I looked at it and and what I'm going to show you guys is the, the retracement levels and why I have that target, right? And so here you guys see it, um, I'm going to go ahead and just hit shift here so I can measure it. All right, let me just hit the ruler. Boom, I want to show you guys this. And, and the reason why I'm doing this uh, kind of experiment is just to kind of show you guys what the retracement was on the first wave. That was 83.23% from that top of that wave to the bottom of that wave there, right? That's 83, uh, 83%, right? And so we can take that outlook and then just put it up here from the top to see what we're going to get to on, on the next move. And so that's what I tried to take a look at. Another and so 83% if you draw it,
2: drop, and where does it bring you?
1: Exactly. 83% drops brings you right around here, around the 10,000, 11,000 spot. If you see here, Well, that's my target, so that's good. 11,000, 10,000. It's right in that retracement. It it almost would make sense for it to retrace that much. And so in my eyes, I'm looking for a full 100% per, uh, retracement of the recent rally. You could see it, it rallied from around that 10,011 spot. And it makes sense on the retracement from the last wave. And so that's why I'm looking at those levels. We'll just have to wait and see if it can get down right. to those levels. I
2: think it makes sense to like, to wait for this fallout because mm-hmm. we still don't know the fallout from the FTX. We don't know, now GBDC is to say, they don't know what's going on there. I mean, there's a fallout happening here. I think, it, and Web, Web mentioned the same thing. I think you did as well, Mitch. I think we just need to, if you're a big crypto bull, you know, you wanna get into this stuff. I'm not saying I'm in that camp, but I think it pays to wait till this, this FTX fallout is over because we don't know, um, you know, how, you know, obviously when you get a major player in an industry, there's a potential fallout that obviously is more contagion. You know, we know, you know, some very sophisticated investors lost a lot of money here with FTX. So I think waiting here is prudent, just my opinion.
1: Well, that's all I wanted to do is show you guys my explanation of what I see. And that's all Dennis can do, too. And that's one thing that we will always do for you guys right here on Pre-Market Prep is be transparent about our opinions, what we see. We might not be right all the time. And most of the time, you know, we try to be on the right side of the coin. But the truth is, we don't know. And what we try to do here is give you guys informational uh, purposes, of course, so that you guys can learn from the way that we approach the markets. How did I approach that? you know, retracement in Bitcoin. That's why I've been looking at this level for a while now versus, you know, when this is coming down, feeling the panic. I'm not feeling panic. I'm like, come down to me because I'm ready to buy it. And I think that that's the approach that we can always learn from, uh, from our kind of strategy, our processing that we try to take. So I appreciate you like always, Dennis, talking about your process and what you see in the markets and go do what you do best, my friend. Go okay, trade. Okay, see you much. See everyone. Have a good one, Dennis. We're going to get you guys now over to live trading action. That's where we do some live trading with Lord Ryan, Zunaid, and of course, I, as we join you guys on live trading, we're going to have a good show. And then of course, we'll do a little education and then bring you to stock market movers later today. No Benzinga live this week, as of course, AB is out. So we will go ahead and try to get you guys some great live trading content. Then of course, stock market movers, we get through the headlines and expert opinions gonna have two interviews on the stock market movers don't miss that that's gonna be at 1 p.m eastern let's get you guys over to the live trading action and of course hit the like button down below and if you guys haven't heard about our crypto event because we did talk a lot about crypto today i would definitely do a disservice and not telling you guys about the future of crypto you guys can check out our event of course in new york city december 7th don't miss it i want you guys to go ahead and check out the future of crypto event i'm gonna even give you guys a discount to the event if you guys want to go check it out it's going to be in new york city don't miss it team here's going to be the link here that you want to go ahead and click and of course the discount code that i'll give you guys is money mitch 20 get your 20 percent off right now And we'll see what happens, of course, in the future of crypto. And there's a big reason why I think this is your final chance, the opportunity to learn about the business, learn about what's going on here. If you have questions about the cryptocurrency space, well, this is going to be the place to go ahead and ask. We'll have time to network with some of the leaders in the space. So come out here to the Future of Crypto event and check it out. Benzinga right here. Don't want to go anywhere.